What's up, y'all? And welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your girl, your host, Lillian Harshaw. On today's show, I have comedian, motivational speaker, and the host of the new up-and-coming podcast, You're Winning, Donald Fischel Martin. Hey, uh, sir. <laughs> hey, everybody in the uh, church world. How y'all doing? <laughs> I got some new glasses on. I'm only wearing these glasses because I can see the future. You know, I'm, I'm very prophetic with these glasses on because I can see everything that's going on. But I am so glad to be here, Lillian. It's an honor to be on your show. I see you doing great things. Can y'all guys see me? I don't know if I got too much light. Hold on. No, we, we can see you. Oh, okay. All no, right. we can see you. No, I, I know you're trying to have this halo effect, but you you all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm just glad to be in the building. Okay. You in two buildings. You you in this building and you in the work building. You're doing double, double duty. Yeah, because I'm I'm normally off. I'm normally off on Fridays, but mm-hmm. we got somebody that was. I was supposed to get off early, but we got some vacation, and then someone had to leave early. I'm like, man, this is crazy, man. But I could not miss this. We've been trying to plan for this for what about two months, if not longer. It's yeah, not longer. It's yeah. not longer. So yeah, to be on here. Oh no, it's the pleasure is all mine. Speaking of where you are, where are you right now? If you don't mind telling the world where you at right now. So I work for, I'm a finance manager for a dealership. And uh, mm-hmm. it's called uh, Coil Chevy Buick GMC. It's in Clarksville, Indiana. I live in Indianapolis, but I drive four hours round trip to come to work. That I did not know. Yeah. I mean, I knew you worked at a dealership, but I didn't know you was doing some driving like that. Yeah, I drive. I drive... Four hours a day, 20 hours a week, and a thousand miles a week. Are they paying look, I'm about to get all in your business. <laughs> That's cool, get in it. Are they paying you for mileage? Man, they pay me for everything. It's okay. they teaching me how to own my own dealership. Eventually okay. I'm gonna own uh, my bad dealerships. Come on now, speak it. Because you're wearing your glasses to see the future. Yeah, I can see it. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Okay. How long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been doing the finance since for, since January of this year, which mm-hmm. I came down here. When I came down here, I came as a, a salesman. I, the place I was at, I was doing, I was top five. So I had to literally drive down by faith to make sure. And God told me every time I drove down here, God was like, stay. My wife was even like, it didn't even make sense. It didn't really <laughs> make sense down here. Mm-hmm. But said i need you to i need you to drive by faith not just walk by faith i need you to drive by faith mm. so that's, that's a new I'm... scripture that's the new new translation <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the ebonics that's the ebonics way but no, that, that's how i got down here so i've been here a year Mm-hmm. I've been here 14 months in this position I am now. I've been here for over uh, a little bit over four months. Okay. Okay. So needless to say, you love what you do. Oh, man. God, I, he's opening doors for me to be able to help other people out. Amen. 
Ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like it. Nothing like it at all. Now, okay, besides being naturally funny, what made you fall in love with comedy? Uh, I used to get beat for it. I used to get beat for being funny, so... uh, Who's beating you? Your mama? The school? Who? I I was a class clown. I used to get beat. Now... Mm -hmm. Now that I'm, I'm successful, now she won't. Now she beat me for the money, cause I owe her money. The school or, or your mama? I owe my mama money because, because <laughs> uh, when I be on stage, I get paid, so she want her money. Okay. She Almost beat me for comedy. So, uh, but I love comedy because I, I get a joy out of making people laugh. Like to see a smile. I say people, comedy changes the atmosphere for a moment. So it, I love to see people's atmosphere change, their persona change, their character change, their, I like to see people smiling, mm-hmm. showing their teeth or laughing out loud. That makes me feel great to see that. So when I started seeing that, that I was funny, I fell in love with it because I love people. Right. I see me and you are a lot like we, laugh at stuff that people probably shouldn't laugh at. Right, right. And then and then we end up making everybody else laugh at it when we point out the funny of it. Yeah, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. That's that's what we do. Okay. That's what we do. Now what made you besides the obvious choose clean comedy or or comedian uh gospel comedy? I grew up in church, faith based, being a minister mm-hmm. at sixteen, I started preaching at sixteen. So then being a minister at 16 uh, in the faith, I started doing comedy when I was 27, when I was still a comedian. I mean, I'm still a, uh, a minister. So that worked out like that. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, you know, I, I, I can't cuss in front of my mama. She still beat me. Because, you know, dang and shoot was a cuss word. You know yes, I mean? it was. It's, it right. was too close to the real thing. Too, too, close, too, too close. You couldn't say, you couldn't say brawl. You had to say Brazil. You couldn't say, you couldn't say lie. You had to say, I'm telling a story. You had to do all that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I, just, I remember I that. Don't say they yeah, lying. You say, yeah, uh uh-uh. uh. Especially telling the grown folks that they lying, you had to say they're telling a story. See, yeah. kids don't know nothing about that. They, they have no idea. No idea how yeah. good they got it. None. We, we couldn't say a lot of stuff, man. We, we had to say Brazil. I didn't know what a Brazil mm-hmm. I thought that was, I thought that was a country. <laughs> we even, I mean, we had to watch our tone. The oh, tone yeah. was important too. Even if we said the right word, the tone was important. The tone yeah, would get you yeah. in trouble. Yeah, you couldn't stump. You remember you used to stump up the stairs and we used to stump up the stairs or try to stump up the stairs. And then, you know, you couldn't close your or door. Close, and close your door and they swore you slammed it. Yeah. yeah you, none of that. None of that. And so what you do is you As you fear, you feared God and you feared your you feared your parents. The first joke you ever told? First joke I ever told was uh you know you know you hood, you know you ghetto when you older than your uncle. That was my very first joke. That's not right. <laughs> well, I, had to, I had to babysit my uncle. <laughs> that was my very first day. It went over there. Oh, my God. That's that. so not right. Yeah, we can relate yeah. to that. 
Unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah, I think um, half of my nieces and nephews, we all around the same age. It, yeah. not, I'm not older than them. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, I don't know if that's hood, but yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. not hood. It's my parents were just old. I just had old parents. Oh, my parents oh, are old. Ah, okay. I had old parents. You had old parents. Yeah, okay. My parents was just old. Gotcha. I had, you know, it was nine of us, and it's like 20 years from the oldest to the youngest. That is, different. yeah. So, by the time I came, my parents was tired. Yeah, my parents were tired, they didn't care no more. It was just like, go ahead, yeah. do what you want. <laughs> just, just Man, that's crazy. That is crazy. So, yeah, we that was my very, I, I ain't nobody ever asked me that before. That was my very first joke. Mr. Nelson just asked, Do you find it difficult to make your audience understand your jokes? No, I, I do like uh, situational, like my type of jokes is I talk about family. I talk about growing up in a single parent home. Uh, so everything I talk about, people can relate to because it's relationship jokes. It, can, it No matter what color they are, whatever, it's relationship jokes so people can relate to it. Mm -hmm. Like, that for example. Huh? Like, like for, for example. Like for for example, like my um, mother taking us to to the grocery store or taking us to the store, and we there for four hours, and she doesn't buy. She tells us not to look at nothing, don't ask for nothing, and don't even mm -hmm. touch nothing. So every, every, if you talk to most people, most people know they can relate to that. They can right. relate. They can relate Very to true. that. So it's more relational. So it's not hard. And you don't have to curse to do that because it's just, it is what it is. That's so, very true. Yeah. So we, we got and that. I think that's, and I think that's that's a good point, that you don't have to use bad language to get your point across. Right. right. And I think that's anything. That's in life in general, period, really. Yeah. I, and I'm not, so you know, I'm not knocking all you, you know, colorful word users or whatever, but, you know. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's them. I mean, I, that, I, I do you? I, it's them. It, what you what you find out funny though is a lot of times they say it on stage, but most of them behind stage they not even they don't even use profanity. Like that, right? Yeah, they just use it right. on stage because they've been pro. A lot of them been programmed to think that that's how you're going to be funny. Right, right, yeah. and usually it's to emphasize a point. Yeah, it's there's a difference. It's different yeah. than emphasizing the point than the cousin just be cussing. Yes, to be cussing. Yeah, like some some people that think you got to say a certain word to get the word across, but you you don't you don't necessarily have to. But that's what people think. So I right. get it. Right. But that's, that's right. the culture. That's the culture a lot of us grew up in. So who's your comedic uh, inspiration? Uh, so Sinbad, of course, Sinbad. Mm -hmm. Probably, you know, I, we grew up watching him. Uh, Sinbad, um, I, I like me some Cat Williams. I know the church folks, but I like me some Cat Williams as far as his I like Cat Williams. Cat Williams is hilarious. And now look, a, church folks was all about Eddie Murphy back in the day and Richard Pryor. And it was about, uh, oh God, what's his name? Um, um, Dolomite. And Dolomite. Dolomite. Yeah. So, right. so, 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 uh, whatever. So, Cat Williams. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Like uh, Sinbad, uh, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, of course. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a said I'm a said the entertainer type of guy. Okay. Said, entertainer. Uh, Kevin Hart, I love Kevin Hart too, but as far as my inspiration coming up in the last 20 years, I would say Cedric Entertainer is probably one of my biggest ones I love looking at. Mm-hmm. Now, how so? Why is that? Because he's he's relational. He talks about family. He he gives you stories of his life where if you listen to him, he'd be like, yeah, we went through the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, can, you can relate to, to Seth. I went to see him in February of last year, and he was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm talking about different jokes, and he'd been doing this for 20-plus years. Right. So it was, good to see, it was good to see that. He came to Indy? Oh, uh, it was in Cincinnati. Oh, I was going to say, I know he didn't come to Indy. Now, he came to Indy like 2016, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah, I'm a big Cat Williams fan. Okay. Now, I want to talk to you about um, lately within the past year or so, especially when COVID hit, you have been doing a lot of inspirational um, posts on your Facebook feeds. Uh And one of them darn near went viral. And um, but after that particular post, you started doing a lot of multiple posts after that. Yeah. So what prompted you to start doing those? Well, I, I was just I was just tired of seeing I, I was tired of seeing um just the negative things that's going on that we that we talk about and things that's going on. So I was just tired of I was tired of seeing the negative things that was going on. So with that being said. I was, I got to, I got to start bringing positivity to our airwaves, and I was tired of seeing our young people being killed and stuff like that. So I was like, let me start bringing. There's more greatness than weaknesses in our neighborhood. Hmm. So let me, let me bring on the, let me bring the positive things that's going on. So that's why I started doing the multiple posts and being encouraging to others and stuff like that, because that that that's my heart. And so I just said, let me be different. You know, everybody mm-hmm. got the world star hip hop and all that stuff. But let me let me just do something different. So I'm just like, I'm just pumping out positivity. That's all I started doing. And what's crazy is people would see me on the streets or they inbox me. One guy had two different pages. One guy hunted me down and said, man, I've been looking. He said, your post gets me through. So wow. another inspiration for me, like, okay, this is a God thing. Not a Don, not a Donald thing, but this is a God thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, if you reach one, you yeah, only that's reach all one. Right. That's yeah. all. I said I reach one. Yeah. And it's been working. And so ever since then, I just been doing it. Now, when you talking about like all the negative posts that you were seeing and the things that was coming across your feed, and you decided you was going to make a difference, and you did get some positive feedback. Did you receive any negative feedback from people? No, not necessarily negative, just like I would say sarcastic, like calling me Mr. Positivity, you know what I mean? Because, you know, especially being an African-American man, that's everything that's going on in this world, whether, you know, uh, the things that are going against or for us or whatever, that's everything that's been going on. 
I just I just choose I choose not to get caught up because one thing I know is if I'm if I'm a believer in Christ, if I if the Bible says in Philippians 4:13 that I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me, that's everything. I can overcome anything that I go through through Christ. In Christ, there is no color. So I mean, I, I know I'm dark skinned and all that in black or African-American or Negro or colored, whatever they want to call us today. I know, <laughs> I know, I know what God does. Mm -hmm. Ain't nothing I can't do, no matter the color of my skin. And I'm showing that every day. Yeah. Now you do it multiple times throughout the day. I mean, it's yeah. not just like, and, and do it's okay. When you make your post, do you, is it something that just comes to your heart or something you plan out, or 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 something that the God God puts on your heart. How does that work out for you? Something that God puts on my heart. Every morning, every morning I get up, I spend time with God and I let Him shower me with His love. And when He showers me with His love, He begins to reveal to me everything I share. He shares with me for me. Mm. And then asks God, "Is it okay to share it with the people?" And God says, "Yes, please share it with the people." And you find out. Because the one thing is, you ain't the only one going through it. That's facts. Yeah, so I, I do it on a constant. Sometimes I may have 10, and I just boom, 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 boom. Because I'm 45 now, so I may forget stuff. And you know what I mean? I, I may I may forget something that something that's being said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that that's, that's what I do. So is that what motivated you to start your podcast? Yeah, I wanted to bring, so the You're Winning podcast, glad you brought that up. So the You're Winning podcast, <laughs> basically, I wanted to start bringing positive people onto the platform to tell people how they overcome their life and the things that they deal with. And so I'm like, let me let me start this out. Uh, I, anybody want to donate, they can donate, but it's all coming out of my pocket. I uh, And I just wanted to bring people that maybe you had never heard of before and bring them on site and let them know Hey, you're a winner. And so I'm getting better at it. I'm learning. And uh, we got mics now. So we good with that. I'm about to get a, a banner. And so uh, that's what I'm doing right now. Okay. Now, how did you come up with the name? Uh, I was. I kept looking at myself in the mirror. I was in a bad place in December of last year. Uh, and I just kept looking at myself in the, in the mirror and say, even though you're in a bad situation, you win it. No matter what you go through, you win it. And that's how I took the attitude. You're winning. Oh. December, I caught COVID. I was going, uh, I mean, I don't, I'm a transparent and a testimonial guy. I was going with a lot of problems in my marriage at the time. We almost divorced. We were supposed to go to the courthouse, but God changed that from the courthouse to the church house. So now Amen. we now we worship together. And so I'm I'm just trying to help anybody that's on this line listening. I don't care what you done been through. Ain't nothing God can't do for you. He will call, he will cause you to triumph. That's the kind of God we serve. Amen. So I'm Amen. just a, I'm just a walking testimony. So the Your Winning Podcast is really my life being displayed through others and myself and saying you always winning. But it, in order to win, you must understand you have to be obedient to the spirit of God. I can preach too. I, you know, I'm a preacher as well. <laughs> I know you is. <laughs> I'm more of that than anything. 
if you looked at my podcast, this was the first time on episode seven, God told me to start praying because this is ministry. Mm -hmm. I was kind of robotic in the first couple episodes, but God had to share with me, this is ministry and you don't know, you know, start off with prayer and then open it up for people to share their testimony and being transparent on uh, how to, to share the good news, share what they've been through. Mm-hmm. So I let I let people just open up. I let them know before we we get on like you know whatever you're comfortable with, whatever you want to do. But most people, I the, the atmosphere is set so comfortable that they want to be able to share. I kind of feel like Oprah a little bit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so I just want I, because even when people come in, I want to let them know you're winning. No matter what you got to tell me, what you've been through, you're winning. And so mm-hmm. the young lady, she really shared her, she really shared her uh, her testimony that I didn't even know she was dealing with over a period of time, you know. Yeah, I saw she had like a breakthrough. Yeah, breakthrough. And the, the thing is, is like, man, you just, you don't know what, you don't know what people have gone, as going through or what they've been through. You don't know. Mm-hmm. So, we uh we that that's what the whole because the one the podcast before that the episode six that uh the young lady went to school with as well her son was murdered October nineteen two thousand nineteen mm-hmm. so we we dealt with the struggle of the anger and the and the unforgiveness of of uh, you know losing a loved one losing her her only son to gun violence mm. so that was tough. Right. I can you know, even imagine. Yeah. I can even because, imagine. Because I lost a brother to gun uh to violence, but not, you know, it, it's it's always different, especially when you lose a child. I right. don't know what it feel like. I mean, my mom knows as far as her personal experience, but I can't even relate, you know. I I, I can't even imagine losing anyone, especially, you know, your seed. Right. Now, what would you say is the biggest surprise in your life in the past few months? The biggest surprise in my life uh, is really my wife uh, accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's been the biggest surprise. Amen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that's been that's been the thing. Now, why would that be a surprise to you, though? Because she didn't believe, I. It's funny though. I, when I got with her, she didn't even believe in Jesus. She didn't believe in none of that. She really? Thought, yeah, she thought it was just man-made. Really? But now, because you know how big church folks are on being equally yoked and all that, right. and I know, but an equally yoked goes to me, my personal thing. That goes a lot deeper than the surface. So what was the standpoint of everybody, especially you being a minister, marrying someone who didn't even have the same faith as you? Well, well, what happened was sometimes what people do is sometimes people just let you be who you be. Because I really be honest, I turned my back on God. I compromised. I I figured, you know, because I went through a previous divorce and kind of got hurt by some, some people in the church. And I was like, you know what? Let me just do my comedy. And she was a poet. I was a comedian. 
and doing my own thing. I just figured I could do my own thing. And that's where I got to my lowest point in December. So people didn't necessarily, people didn't really, really even know. They figured she was, but I, we never really went to church. We never really prayed together. I, she knew, she knew, but I, at this point, I wasn't even thinking about church or ministry at that time. And mm -hmm. that, that went on for like six or seven years. Wow. I had went, I had totally like, I don't even really, I questioned everything at this point about God. So it wasn't, you know, I, I only, only my only regret is I should have held on to what I know to be is true. But even it was crazy how God works. When I was in my darkest moment, a person that didn't even believe in God, she started listening to Christian music. She started hmm. uh, preaching on YouTube, Michael Todd. She had all that stuff going on. And I'm like, I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm mad at the world. I'm mad at her. I'm mad at everybody. And she was ministering to me, to a believer, to a believer. Right. A believer was ministering to a believer. So you, wow. know, that, you know that has to be God. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so and I wouldn't say that you was questioning God. You was asking God questions. There's a difference. That is a difference. That there's is a, a huge, right. there's a huge difference. Yeah, because then you get you get to a certain point in your life where you feel like you get to a point in your life where you feel like ain't no point of return. God don't love me or God ain't gonna forgive me or God ain't gonna want to hear from me. But even when I was in my darkest moments, God still light was speaking to me. I mean, his light was still shining and people would see it in me. I would go places, I'll go to the club and people would see God in me. Because you stick out. Yeah, no doubt. So his glory never changed, but I knew in order for me to get where I need to get, uh, I just had to surrender. I just totally broke down and say, okay, God. And then my wife did the same thing. Okay, God. Mm -hmm. Now we, we became members of church like two weeks ago. We, oh, we, amen. We, we go to church and uh, we uh, we read the word. We pray together. And even when we're dealing with conflict, it's never the same. Because mm -hmm. we're, we're looking at it from a wisdom and a loving instead of enemies. We know we, we, we was never enemies, but we no longer look at each other as enemies. We look at each other as husband and wife, but definitely brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. So, so that's, that's what God will do for you. Yes, he will. I really convey to people that you are a winner, especially with God. You are a winner. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Amen. Now, what would you say is your personal mission statement? So my personal mission statement is to encourage others to be better. That's it. Mm -hmm. Be better. And our, I add to that, let me add that. To, to, Encourage others to get to know who they already are. Ain't that it? To encourage people because you were you are you are becoming who you already are. Because God even told was that Isaiah, he told Jeremiah, I knew you when you was in your mother's womb. Mm -hmm. So that so I knew you before you was even put on this earth. So that lets me know that God already know, God already see God's. God's, God is finished to start. Man is start to finish, but God is finished to start. So you're becoming who you already are. So that's my mission statement, to encourage people to know who they already are. Amen. 
you know, that's that is the best twist on being the best version of yourself. You know, how that's like the slang everybody saying being the better version of yourself or I'm gonna be the best version of me. That's becoming who are you who you already are, you which are is the best. Which is the best because 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 we we we're, we're moving from faith to faith, glory to glory. So when you move in, see that's why God's so great cuz he doesn't trip off of your present. That's why he says in Romans 8 and 28, all things work together for the good, good of those who love God, who are called mm -hmm. according according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. So if you called according to his purpose, his purpose was before you was planted on earth. So your per so really you are just getting into your purpose, which who you already are. Yes. Because Jesus said before the found the Bible says before the foundations of the world, the lamb was slain. Yes. So Jesus was able to surrender to the cross and to death because he was already the risen Christ sitting on the right hand of the Father. Preachers, if you listen to this, you can preach this next Sunday. I don't care. <laughs> You're going to let them borrow it. <laughs> Before the foundation of the world, Christ was slain. Yes. So, so even though when he was slain, he said, it is finished. He was saying, what was already started has been finished because it was already there before. Because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Was. Yes. So we are really past. We really, even when we're we past tense. We already past tense. Come on now. We already past tense. Yes. See, that's why, I mean, I'm going back just a hair dad. One of my favorite scriptures is we are more than conquerors. Because yeah. I love the fact that the part of more. Because mm -hmm. a conqueror is a winner, but right. you are more than a winner? Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Winning is not enough. Yeah, that's not enough. enough. You're more than a winner. Yeah, that means that means when you more than a conqueror, that means you there there there's no there is no uh residue, there's no rubbish of you being defeated. Yeah, that means so. So when people look at you now, if they really knew your backstory, they'd be like, "Oh my God!" How they wouldn't you? believe it. They wouldn't they'd believe like, it. They'd be like, "You don't even look like what you what you'd have been through." You're right because I'm more than a conqueror. More than that, I don't care what you'd have been through in life. I don't care what your past and been through. I don't care how many divorces you'd have been through. I don't care how many people have said crazy things about you. I don't care how much you'd have lost your mind. 30 times with God, all things are possible. All There's things. Nothing too hard for God. Nothing. God, nothing. God, God showed his godness in bad situations. That's when he works the best. Oh my God. <laughs> where he works the best at is, is with you, within you. Because mm -hmm. you used to doing what you used to say, even when you was in church. And look at you now and to say, there had to be a God to be able to change my mind and to understand that I'm more than a conqueror. I'm always winning. Because mm -hmm. he renewed our mind to see, he, he revealed to us who we are. And that's why we can know that once you know who you are, it's not hard to make the proper decisions. Once you have vision, you don't, once you have vision, you make 
better decisions. And as long as you write, make that vision plain. Plain. What, write it, wait on it, walk it out, run with it. Mm -hmm. and, and people don't even understand. If people really read the Habakkuk, if, if you really read the, the, the book of Habakkuk, it's only three chapters. And it's really talking about the death, the burial, and the resurrection. If you read it correctly, because when Habakkuk goes, he complains about the, the he complains about how the enemy is destroying God's people. Then mm -hmm. in the one, he talks about he talks about uh, he talks about uh, writing the, the vision. He had to get in his proper place for God to show him the vision. And then if you read the third chapter, he goes back and he writes a song about his victory. It talks about the death, the burial, and the resurrection, all in the book of Habakkuk. But you know, we can talk about that all day. Uh, here you go again. Preachers, y'all can borrow that one too. Just <laughs> read it. Read the whole thing. And you can go back to Kings, Second Kings. It all correlates together on the time frame on mm. what was going on and what Habakkuk problem was. But God didn't say anything to Habakkuk until Habakkuk got back into his position and then God spoke. Because if you read Habakkuk 2, he says, I went back into the parlor or whatever the place called. He went back there and God did not speak until uh, uh, Habakkuk stopped complaining. Stop complaining and let and be quiet. Look, listen, let's listen. Do you not? There's so many people that need to hear that right now. Stop complaining. Stop, stop complaining. And let God speak. Stop wallowing in your mess. Stop being a pig and wallowing in that slop. Yeah. Stop yep. it. Just mm. stop. It, stop it. It, it's not going to make you no better. Nope. And God nope. ain't going to work no faster. Nope. Nope. And then, but see, even in this complaining, God said, I'm going to bring worse things to happen, but I want you to write the vision. The reason why I want you to write the vision is because you have to understand you got to be in the proper position. But this is the crazy thing about vision. Vision, when you talk about vision, it is it, it, literally, it's been set up. God set up Rebecca to see what was going to happen to the enemy. But then Rebecca went from complaining to praising. That's and right. Now I was just reading what the professor said. It's okay to have a moment, but the key yeah. word is a moment. Moment. Yes. A moment. Yeah, but get back yeah. up and let God's will be done. Yes. Because the reason why, the re this is why, because we got to hold on. We got to hold on to what God is saying in our life. That's why we need vision, and that's why we need to hear from God. Because when you understand when God, when God puts something in your life to do, like all, I, listen, all I am is everybody wants to be a leader. I am a leader, but I'm a cheerleader. See, people don't know a cheerleader. My job, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Barnabas. My job, Paul could not be who he was supposed to be if he didn't have Barnabas in his life. He was only in like for a chapter, but Barnabas. <laughs> Barnabas helped Paul. See, everybody wants to be a Paul, but God called me to be a Barnabas. I'm an encourager. I'm a yes. cheerleader. And I accept the vision that God has for me. So I know I would never stop being an encourager. And sometimes, as David said, I have to encourage myself. Come on now. I just told my see, yeah. I just told my husband the other day. I said, people used to tell me all the time, you'll be a missionary. I said, no. I'm not a missionary. I'm not a teacher. 
but I will be a motivational speaker. That, 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 that's it. And, 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 and that's, but that's great. Cause like I said, you don't hear, I think Acts what three, Acts seven, that's when Paul was converted from Saul to Paul, Acts seven. So really Acts eight, Barnabas is, and then they separated. Barnabas and Saul and Paul separated. But you don't understand. Paul could not write two thirds of the New Testament without having a cheerleader in his life, a motivational mm -hmm. cheerleader, a one that had to tell him, I know people talking about you. I know people are saying you was a, a persecutor of, of the Christians and now you are saved and people questioning your Christianity, Pe people questioning you being saved. So let me encourage you and say, guess what? Who do you, who do you, after, think about this. In Philippians 4 and 13, he wrote, I can do all things through Christ. But I guarantee you, he thought about Barnabas when he wrote that. Because mm -hmm. Barnabas, if you just keep going with Christ, you're going to be all right. Mm -hmm. You're going to be mm -hmm. all right. You're going to be all right. So I must encourage you to keep going on. Even though we separate, I'm still interceding for you. Amen. Now, how can people contact you or find you? So they can find me. Uh, uh, so my, my Facebook page is pretty full, but you can you can subscribe to the Your Winning Podcast, the YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, Your Winning, Donald Martin. Subscribe to that, please. Mm -hmm. Or you can reach me 317-701-5278. 317-701-5278. Or you can reach me by email for show, F-O-S-H-O, 413 at gmail.com. And, and, and what I do is anybody desires for me to come speak or come do anything for them, just get with me. I ain't about no money. I ain't about all that. I just love to see lives change. Just give me a chicken dinner and uh, you can give me some chicken dinner and you can give me a, you can give me a pedicure because my... My wife said my, my toenails are cutting up. The, uh, uh, but you got e calls. Yeah, yeah. So that that is <laughs> dark as long. So that being said, that's how they can reach me. All right. Okay. All right, sir. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I want to say thank you so much for uh, being patient with me. Like I said, mm -hmm. my design was not to be at work, but you know that that's. That's what we have to do. But even in that, God still got the glory today. And here's your last question. Okay. If you can have any song be your theme song when you walked into a room, what would it be and why? Oh, boy, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. What would my song be? Oh, well, I don't. I've had some good days. I've had some. No, no, not that one. I was gonna say when you walk in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's um, your song. Uh, Go ahead, man, but my man, goodness. Man. Actually, that song is so funny because he's really complaining in that song. When he mm -hmm. said, "I want to complain," he's actually complaining. Yeah. yeah, you know, seventy percent of his song is complaining. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know what? I, I would I would probably say Marvin Sapp. Uh, uh, he got a song out called "What Is the Name of That Song?" I'm getting close to oh, my closer. Dick. 
closer. That yeah. that is my song. That that anytime I walk in the room, I know I'm getting closer to what God has for me. Yes, that's a good song. one. Okay, yeah, yeah. that that was better than your first choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a joke. Yeah, yeah. even Silent P was like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The emoji, the emoji was like, okay. Right, well, right. just that's yeah, yeah, that's the one you had somebody sing before you preach. Yeah, that's that but song. song. But yeah, yeah, that's the sermonic solo song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they sing it at funerals, I guess. It's a funeral. Yeah, that one too. Yeah. No, yeah, sing some. So at my funeral, I want all, I want all upbeat songs. Boom, boom, boom. We're gonna be dancing in there. Well, I won't be. Well, I'll be up in. I won't even know about the funeral because I'll be in, in glory. So I was gonna say you gonna have yourself posted up at the uh, podium, yeah. like you see how some of these funerals where they be having these people uh, stuffed. Right. I'm be telling jokes. Mm. -mm. If they have you stuff at a mic, I'm not coming. No, nah, you ain't. No, nah, I ain't doing none of that. No, nah, that's okay. scary. That okay. <laughs> well, I thank you for coming and, you know, playing a double duty. And I know that, you know, you had to step away a few times, but you still did an awesome job. And I thank you so, 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 so much for coming on here. We did it. We did. And next time we're going to do it next time where I'm going to be off. I'm going to be on vacation. So let me <laughs> I ain't going to do it while you're on vacation. Then you'll make your wife mad. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. And she'll probably be, you'll see a homicide on live. So, you don't want to see that. <laughs> no, you, you don't want to see all that. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you're right. But uh, thank you guys so much. No, thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. God bless. Thank you, everybody. God bless you. Be, be, be know that you're a winner. Thank you, Donald, for being on my show. You really pulled it off because you was at work and you did that thing. I can't wait to see all the great things that God is going to do for you and your family. Did you know Worldly Church Girl is live? That's right, Roller Church Girl has gone live. You can see this episode on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. There's a lot of things that happen in this episode that you'll only get to see live. And the only way to know that is to see for yourself. And if you would like to be on Roller Church Girl, go to www.rollerchurchgirl.com, shoot me an email, and let's see what we can do with that thing. Have you subscribed? What are you waiting for? Hit that subscription button so you will never miss another episode. And as always, thanks for joining your one and only Worldly Church Girl.